Hey friends, welcome back to episode two of the Seacoast Community Church podcast as we go into the gospel at work, how working for King Jesus gives purpose and meaning to our jobs. So last week we talked about making an idol of work and approaching your work with a sense of idleness, right? So not working as diligently as you should be and having the heart, the right heart, the right motivation, the right attitude. And when we, when we are not, we have a, uh, a, a false view of work, then it can lead to one of these six, one of these extremes. And the thing about work is that sometimes we treat work as if it is a consequence of the fall, but it isn't. Work was created before the fall, before the first sin. Work was there. We see it, Adam and Eve, they were commanded to tend to the garden. And, and so work is actually a good thing. And, but there are thorns in our work, isn't there? But work is intended to be a, a good thing. And regardless of the kind of work that you do, you can have a sense of joy and satisfaction in your work when you have the right attitude and heart. When we don't, we might make an idol of our work, treating it as a thing that gives us the most satisfaction, or we might treat our work as something that it's just something that we have to do. We can't get away from it. We'd rather not do it. And so just there, eight to five, in and out, it's done, and you get your work done. You're totally content in just doing the bare minimum. You do not strive to do anything more than that. You do not think that it is worth your time and effort to do anything more than just a bare minimum. And in that sense, you have approached your work with a sense of idleness, I-D-L-E. So we want to avoid those two extremes. And so what do we do? How do we think about work so that we don't fall into one of those ends of the spectrum? So Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5 is helpful. It says, Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ, not by the way of eye service, not as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man. So, what... What is your identity? And I guess, what is your first identity? What is your, what is your primary identity? And we might say, right, there's, you might be a husband. You might be a, 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 a mother, a friend. Uh, someone who works but if you are a christian you believe in the gospel of jesus christ and you have given your life to following the lord jesus you are a christian first and foremost you are a disciple of jesus christ and as this relates to uh, as i try to relate this to the passage here in, in ephesians chapter 6 this tells us something this passage speaks to our identity as christians and Paul is commanding Christians to work, to submit to their bosses, but to work in such a manner 
that they are pleasing the Lord first and foremost. Why? Because they are first and foremost bond servants of Christ. Right? You are a Christian first and foremost. And so that means that you work unto the Lord before you actually work onto you know, your boss or your managers, whoever it is that you work for, or even if you are your own boss, or if you are the boss, you work first and foremost to the honor and glory of the Lord to please Him. And when we remember that, that we are first Christians, that we are first bondservants of Jesus Christ, that can be very liberating. And this is the case that they make in their book. At first, they say that working for Jesus gives you freedom to worship God through your work. As I said in the first episode, I, I referenced the passage in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Your work, whatever your line of work is, can be an act of worship unto the Lord. Right, Your life is, is to be presented to the Lord as a pleasing sacrifice, this perpetual sacrifice on the altar of God. You are giving your life to the Lord, whatever that looks like, whether it is taking care of children at, uh, in the home, whether it is landscaping, whether it is scrubbing toilets, whether it is ministry, whether it is fixing vehicles, whether it is doing a, a, a certain hobby, right? As long as it is not... Doesn't it doesn't include any sin as long as you're not doing sin. This is intended that your life is to be brought before the Lord as a pleasing sacrifice. And that is also the case in our jobs. And this is why it's it's tough for me to consider uh, the secular field and that and, and and having secular jobs. Yes, we have a you can have a secular job in the sense that you work for a secular company. But your work itself doesn't have to be secular because your work itself, whatever it is you do, whether it's writing reports, whether it's doing finances, whether it's filing, whether whatever it is, whether you're working with your hands or, with, or whether you're working with your mind, all of it can be a pleasing sacrifice unto the Lord because you are first and foremost a Christian, a disciple of Jesus Christ, a bond servant of the Lord, working first and foremost to the pleasure of your heavenly master. And so your work, whatever it is, can be an act of worship to God. And that protects you from treating your work as an idol or coming to your work in idleness. Working for Jesus, secondly, gives you freedom to serve others wholeheartedly. What is a great commandment? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. This is why you give your work unto the Lord and do it as a pleasing sacrifice unto the God. And second, you, you, you love others. And when you know that you are first and foremost working for Jesus, that gives you the freedom to, to serve others because you know that this pleases the Lord, because you know that this is what the Lord commands. This is what the Lord desires of you. This is his will for you. So you can freely give yourself to others to, to serve them. And not serve your own ends to pursue your own reputation to make a name for yourself. Thirdly, working for Jesus gives you freedom to trust God in your work. Right? You can trust the Lord with it. And you can trust him if 
things don't work out as well as they could have or should have. Maybe you didn't perform as well as you as as you could have. Maybe you didn't meet your numbers, right? You can trust the Lord and be confident that if you have given it your all, if you have given it your effort and you have treated your work as a sacrifice unto the Lord, then the Lord is pleased. Fourthly, working for Jesus gives you freedom to rest from your work. Right? It, it gives you the freedom to take a step back. Like, I did not get all this work done. I have so much work to do. But it's okay to take some rest, to take a break. And this actually helps you from, keeps you, helps prevent you from treating your work as an idol. Right? Don't resist rest. Your body needs rest. So take the rest that you need. And working for Jesus gives you freedom, fifthly, to do your work well. Because you're ultimately look, working for the pleasure of your heavenly master. And working for Jesus, sixth and lastly, gives you freedom to have joy in your work. Isn't that great? That no matter what kind of work, no matter what kind of line of work that you are in, like you can have joy because you are first and foremost working unto the Lord right when you know that when you have that in your mind when you work with that kind of attitude in your heart like you can have a sense of joy in your work you may not particularly like everything about your work you might have some days that are frustrating more than others there might be times that you wish that you could have some, uh, perhaps a, a different kind of job and you are, you have the job you have for whatever reason it might be, but you can still have some joy in your work if you know that you are working for the pleasure of the Lord and that God can be pleased in your work. So I hope that you find that encouraging Regardless of the kind of boss or bosses you have, regardless of the kind of coworkers you have, regardless of the customers that you might have to deal with, the Lord can be pleased in your work. If you know that God can be pleased in my work and that and, and that motivates me to to give it my effort, then I can have joy in my work. So We'll end it there, and we'll come back uh, next week for another episode. Hope you'll hope you'll tune in.